0: Welcome to the Uplifting Podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. Today's episode is with my soul sister, Rachel Augusta, and this will complete my three-part series of the Women from the Women Speak Mastermind. I hope you have loved and enjoyed hearing their stories, and I hope to have more of my Mastermind sisters come on the podcast soon. If you love this, I would love to hear from you. Uh, Take a screenshot, send me an email, let me know what you love and who you would love to hear on the on future episodes, but in today's episode, I talk with Rachel, who is an energy healer who works with sick animals and their human companions all around the world. In this episode, she shares with us her personal story of losing her soul companion and how that led to the work she is doing today. She shares with us the science behind what she discovered in her work, which is that our emotions are transferred to our animals. She gives practical tips to managing your emotions so that both you and your fur babies can live happier and healthier lives. She shares with us the importance of connecting with ourselves, others, and our fur babies in a deeper, more meaningful way. This is a powerful episode about how our self love is directly tied to the health of our animals. So, without further ado, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Uplifting Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Lee, and I'm a business mindset coach, public speaker, world record holder, powerlifter, and self love advocate. I believe that there is so much power in owning and sharing our story, which is why on this podcast, I interview other powerful women about the challenges that they have overcome to be where they are today. My goal for this podcast is to create a safe space for all women to share their real raw and mostly unedited stories that will leave you empowered to live more authentically, openly and freely. If you're looking to uplevel your happiness, success, and fulfillment, then you've come to the right place. Look at this podcast as your weekly dose of personal development and mindset work to help you shift into your most uplifted self. Thank you so much for pressing play today. And now let's find out what's uplifting you today. Welcome to the uplifting podcast. Today, my guest is Rachel Augusta. Rachel is a certified advanced proficiency healing touch for animals practitioner who works with animals all over the world who are sick, injured, have terminal illness or suffer from trauma due to previous abuse. Research proves that animals take on the stress of their human guardians. So in addition to working privately with her patients, she also runs a unique membership site where she works with fur babies in all stages of, health, of their health so that their guardians have community and support. So welcome, Rachel. Rachel.
1: Hello.
0: And just so everyone knows, Rachel is a close personal friend of mine, and she is just so amazing. So I'm so excited to have her on the podcast today. So let's just dive right in. I would love to know a little bit more about your story on how you got it working with animals and healing animals and working with their guardians as well.
1: Totally. Um, and before I start with that, I just want to say, you know, you're good friends with somebody when you can hot tub with them and talk about deep, meaningful things in life. And so and be I naked. Know, <laughs> that's actually where this part podcast started, <laughs> and now we're just continuing the conversation. So yes, yes. So I started working with animals about six years ago, and it uh, was when my own fur baby, my soul companion, my, I like to think of her as my soul companion, my soul sister, Kitty, Holly, um, was diagnosed with hyperthyroidism. Um, she was 17 years old and she, she just got really sick. I had no idea what was going on. Um, called the vet to the house and, That was, you know, the vet ran blood tests and everything and basically came back and said she has advanced hyperthyroidism and, um, but she's really old. So, oh, well, she's lived a good life. She's going to die soon. And that was her response to, um, my cat being really sick because of my cat's age. And I knew in that moment that if anyone was going to be able to help Holly, it was going to have to be me because Holly had two things going against her. Um, she's an animal <laughs> and uh, you know, people don't put as much value into their lives as we do human lives and her age, she was already a senior, pretty much a senior citizen at that point being 17 years old. So um, what happened was I I immediately knew I needed to do something, but I didn't know what could be done. And I knew that I didn't have enough time to go to school to be a veterinarian myself. And the very next day, a friend of mine forwarded an email to me saying, have you heard of the school Healing Touch for Animals? They're going to be teaching courses at the U of M, the University of Minnesota. You know when the universe sort of works with you? You know, like, yes. you just know, like, it's that moment where you're like, okay, the universe totally wanted my friend to forward this email to me. She had no idea that my cat was even sick. I've never heard of the school. And they just, there' it's, the school is in Colorado, but they were teaching courses at the U of M the following month. And it just, wow.
0: Seemed, oh my God. Wow.
1: Yeah. Like everything was working for a reason. So, um, so I signed up for the class and took it and immediately started applying all of the techniques and tools that they were teaching me to Holly and, uh, we immediately saw results. So when someone's on medication, they, you know, your organs tend to start to break down and We have to constantly increase medications because your body's become immune to it. Well, that never happened to Holly. It didn't happen to her even over the course of two years. Her medications never needed to be increased and her kidneys and liver values stayed the same. In fact, they got better, which was amazing. And the vet was like, oh my God, I've never seen this before ever. And in my whole career as a veterinarian, I've never seen this before. And I was like, well, I'm doing energy work on her. And she's like, well, yeah, I don't believe in that. But I have never seen this before. (laughs) And um, yeah, and so Holly was my first patient. But um, I've actually, now I've since worked with thousands. Um, I basically, because I have so many friends with animals and they saw the results that Holly had, they started giving me their fur babies to work on. And one day I just realized, I actually, I think this is my job. Um, and it's funny because at the time I was actually getting ready to start a, a clothing manufacturing business for women. And so I had no plans of working with animals until Holly got sick. And Holly ended up dying three years later of an advanced cancer. Um, we think, you know, we're not even totally sure what happened, but they think it was an advanced cancer. And, um, but she led the last three years of her life were very graceful and happy and um, as pain free as possible. And it gave me a chance to spend that time with her and connect with her on a deeper level than I thought imaginable.
0: Wow. Wow. So. You know, I, you kind of mentioned it a little bit, but can you kind of explain that connection that you see between, you know, our health as humans and the health of our, of our fur babies?
1: Yes, completely. You know, it was something that I wasn't fully aware of until I started working with more animals that were outside of, you know, that weren't just Holly. And, um what I started seeing was a pattern and it, the pattern was if there was an an animal that was really super sick, there was a human in the house that had been suffering with something really great as well. Great depression, a great amount of anxiety. Maybe the human had been diagnosed with something really terrifying and then the animal would end up with something really terrifying as well. And At first, I thought that was just my imagination. And then I started seeing the pattern in it. And recently, within the last year or two, science has actually been able to prove that animals, our fur babies love us so much that if we are dealing with anxiety or depression, not only is it bad for our bodies, you know, it can create cortisol and disease in our body, it creates cortisol in their bodies. And, you know, too much cortisol can lead to cancer and other diseases. So our negative emotions are literally toxic to their health.
0: Wow. Wow. So, you know, I'm curious what you think about therapy dogs. Because I just like, I, that, that, you know, when you said like that stress and cortisol, like, I instantly thought about like well what about these dogs that actually are trained to kind of take on human emotions. Does that how yes. does that impact them?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, you know, therapy dogs and therapy animals have such a, you know, hard job and they do such a good job at it that whenever I see them, I just give them a big thank you. Um, because, you know, they're doing important work in the world, and they really deserve to be acknowledged for that. But the truth is that a lot of them do suffer with um, diseases at some point in their career because of the stress of it. I know I personally have um, have treated a lot of therapy animals with that suffer with autoimmune diseases that are caused by stress. And so... Um, that's it's it's something important to acknowledge, and you know I'm I'm grateful that we have therapy animals, but I do know that what they're doing is um, hard on their health, and you know not even necessarily like you have therapy animals, <clears throat> you have emotional support animals, and then you have animals that people will bring into hospitals, you know to maybe to the the children's cancer ward to bring happiness to some of the kids there. Yeah, And, um, and, and that's just really beautiful. I love that. Um, but it can affect them um, because they love us so much. So I actually had a client who um, had a little dog. She was bringing her little dog into the nursing home all the time to see all, you know, all of the elderly people living there. And, you know, a lot of these elderly people die. Well, this beautiful little dog ended up with alopecia. So, alopecia is an autoimmune disease where your hair or fur falls out. Oh,
0: wow.
1: By stress. And that because all these elderly people were dying, he started losing all of his fur.
0: Wow.
1: It was stressful for him. And so, we did some sessions with him. His hair started to grow back, but she she retired him from that because she realized, you know, he just hated seeing these people pass away.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So can you share some other, I love that example. Can you share some other examples of some of those connections that you've seen with, you know, a situation in the animal's environment that was linked to their illness. And once that was kind of cleared up, um, yeah, the changes that you saw.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, um, I had another client, she got breast cancer and a few months later, her two-year-old dog, which is essentially a puppy. I mean, a two-year-old dog is really a toddler. lost his ability to walk and nobody, oh my goodness, yeah, nobody knew why. Like they, you know, the vets couldn't diagnose him. There was nothing to diagnose, you know, they couldn't find anything in his physical body. And later, you know, while, you know, they hired me and I was trying to figure out what was wrong with him and working with him and just sort of randomly asking questions and found out that, you know, just in a very random way that she had been diagnosed with cancer a few months previous. And I was like, uh, is that the only thing that's changed in the house? Yep. And, and that was really what caused him to lose his ability to walk. He was so stressed out. So we did sessions with the dog to, you know, to help relieve that stress in his body and got him walking again. Wow. Um, yeah, just, it's amazing. And then there, there was um, a family, the daughter was riding horse, the daughter fell off the horse, um, ended up being a paraplegic, the age of like 13, 14, really young, you, you know, teenage girl. And the family was so distraught and in turmoil over her becoming a paraplegic, the dog died within a week. Oh my God. dog died within a week. And what I think wow. is that... Everyone in the family was so beside themselves with the daughter that he he couldn't take it and he passed away. And the thing is, is like the more you share these stories with people or the more you think about it or talk about it, the more stories you hear. Like I have so many people that share these stories with me, um, how their health was, health, emotional or physical health was com- connected to their companion animals. And I mean, truthfully myself included. Um, Now that it's been a few years since Holly has passed away, I can talk about this without sobbing or really blaming myself because that's what we want to do is blame ourselves. But there's no blame in this. Um, You know, the year she got really sick and was diagnosed with hyperthyroidism, that was the same year that a really close friend of mine committed suicide. And my roommate, who was also a close friend with him, found him. But she, my friend who'd committed suicide, wasn't totally dead. And when she found him, and she ended up becoming a drug addict because she couldn't cope with what she saw and she didn't want to go to sleep. And so I lost two really good friends and she was my roommate. Her family scooped her up and you know, tried to get her out of the city to improve her life. So I lost my house. (laughs) I had to move. Wow. And then I found out my boyfriend was cheating on me. And I lost my job all within the same month.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Right? Like horrible thing. And then a few months later, Holly was diagnosed with hyperthyroidism. And now that I look back at that, I can go, mmm, that I probably contributed to that because I was on a roller coaster of craziness. Yeah. Yeah, which is why, you know, it's like I love animals, I'm a voice for animals, I want to help animals, I want to help heal animals, but I know that our human health and emotions are connected to their health, which is why I've become a voice uh for humans and and really in particular for women cuz you know women these are our fur babies and of course you know men have fur babies too but really it's a lot of women who call me and work with me and you know if you think about it women um are ch- choosing themselves and choosing their careers and so they're maybe not having human children either by choice or whether they can or they can't they're they're having fur babies and then they work really long hours and their jobs are stressful and maybe they don't have the relationships they want and they aren't connecting with friends in the way that they should be and doing all of the things that actually your podcasts talk about, <laughs> you know,
0: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Finding that happiness in their life. And then they have this little furry baby in their home who is in turmoil with them because there, there isn't enough joy in the home.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So how do we, how do we start to shift then our own, our own behavior, our own health, uh, so that we, we don't pass it along to our fur babies.
1: Yeah, there's, you know, so that's such a good question. And I feel like I'm still on that mission myself. <laughs> so, I'm like always in search of joy. Um, so, actually, they asked the scientists in Italy who did the study and were able to prove that animals are connected to us. Um, you know, we can cause them to have cortisol in their bodies. And when they asked the scientists the same question, what can we do? His response was literally, take a shower when you get home because you smell, they can smell you. They smell your emotions. And that's important to, to know, like our emotions smell. So if anybody's listening, going, well, how are they connected to it? Is they just that they feel it? They smell it. They smell it on us. So humans have 10 million neuron receptors associated with smell. A cat has 80 million and a dog has 400 million. So they can smell your fear, they smell your anxiety, they smell your depression, they smell your anger, they can also smell your joy. And that's one thing I talk about with my clients is personal perfume. What is your personal perfume? What do you smell like? Do you smell like sadness or do you smell like joy? And so knowing that and remembering that, you know, you could come home every day and take a shower. Okay, fine. Um, but What I personally like to do, I found these things the most effective essential oils. I actually use therapeutic grade essential oils to help calm myself down um, because I feel like showering is putting a band aid on a bigger problem. And so, you know, why not use an essential oil to help you relax? Like, if you, if when you smell lavender or sandalwood, you can relax your nervous system. That would be a great thing to do. So I have a lot of my clients do that actually in the car before they walk into the house. They'll sit in their car with an essential oil and just take a couple of deep breaths with it, rub a little bit on their neck or behind their ears, calm down, and then come in the house and just leave their baggage at the door. I am a huge fan of dance. I feel like we don't dance enough. But there's a lot of proof out there that dance is actually really good for you. So, I mean, you don't have to jump into a dance class. Like, turn on the Ramones and dance naked in your living room by yourself, you know? (laughs) Like, dance to rock and roll high school. Like, whatever you have to do. Like, I, dance is just so good to move energy and laugh, you know? Oh, yeah. I totally Uh, agree. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you'll agree with this next one. Go to the gym work it out. Yeah. Like work, work it out. Go sweat, go get those endorphins going, you know, get your, get your brain releasing a different, you know, different chemicals so that you can smell sweaty instead of, you know, like anxiety. (laughs) And, and, um, and then finally I would say, you know, connection, connect with people, connect with friends. We live in a world where it's like, everything's online.
0: Yeah, totally. And
1: you know, like you're in Hawaii, I'm in Minnesota, so we were online for a long time. But when we were finally like hanging out in person, sitting in a hot tub, it really deepened our connection and we got to know each other in a way that you can't with people online.
0: Yeah. Even even if you even if you, you know, like we we still connect like face to face on Zoom and stuff, but it's mm-hmm. still not the same as when you actually physically get to be with somebody. And I think that that's unfortunately nowadays, so much of things are online and people like, I I was actually reading an article that said like people meet people online first. Now, like people don't meet people face to face. And like, you don't just meet somebody like on the street and like, Hey, let's hang out. Like you meet people online first and then you like make an arrangement to meet in person. Like it's just so, it's very strange. The, the, you know, the day and age that we're living in now. And so I think that unfortunately that in-person connection has fallen off.
1: It has, it really has, but it's so important to our mental health. And you think like, I mean, you're a female entrepreneur. I'm a female entrepreneur. I know that I can go a whole week without really much human interaction. (laughs) Oh, my God, Pharrell. Oh, my God. I haven't even seen humans. Like, I'll see, you know, animals or talk to animals, but I'm not, like, really connecting with humans. And so, you know, sometimes I'm like, wow, it's been like a week since I've seen anybody because I work from home, you know, and so it's important. And even if you do work in an office, like, that's not, That sort of connection is not what I'm talking about. It's like, go out, sit in a hot tub with somebody, go grab a glass of wine, you know, like go for a walk around the lake with, with one of your friends.
0: Would you agree it's the quality of our conversations as well?
1: Yes. Oh my God. Yes, totally.
0: Cause I see, I see a lot of, um, disconnection nowadays because, Even when we have these in-person connections, I mean, people are on their phones, they're not really connecting with people, or it's all on a superficial level instead of being willing to be open and vulnerable and really have a deeper conversation, you know?
1: Oh my God, totally. And it's like, you know, I'm married to my smartphone. Like, I get it. I'm like, I'm on my phone a lot. But- Last month I was in Florida, I was in the Everglades and I didn't have any reception for like three days. And I was like, wow, that was amazing. (laughs) That actually forced me to not have to wonder, like, is a client trying to call me? Is, you know, is, oh, what can I post to Instagram? You know, like Mm -hmm. it was.
0: How many likes did I get today?
1: likes how come she has 20 likes and I only have 10 this is bullshit um so yeah it totally how many likes did I get oh did this one person I want to like this like it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know like it totally takes you away from that instead I was like oh cool alligators you know and focusing on what was around me and making eye contact with people but I love that you say the quality of conversations and then just bringing up the phone as well. Like my, um, baby brother, I like saying baby brother cause you know, he's in his late thirties now, but he, we have a rule when we hang out, we're not on our phones because, um, he really actually was the person who made that rule. And he was like, I know it. I know you're busy. I know you're your own boss and I know you have clients who are really sick and, you know, and they need you, but can you not be on your phone when we're together? Because it's really offensive to me. And I was like, you know, I felt a little annoyed at first. And then I was like, yep, I totally can, because that would be really annoying to me too. And so now, yeah, we kind of have a no phone rule and we have really great conversations.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. So, you know, kind of tying back to our relationships and how those affect our animals.
1: Well, can I say one thing? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, I'm just thinking, it's like, (laughs) we're talking about, you know, fur babies and being sick and, you know, women who have fur babies and our fur babies mean so much to us. And really, if you think about it, they're not on their cell phones when they're with us. Like, they're there with us. And I think that's why our connection so to them true. is so deep and strong, is that when I'm spooning my cat, she's not, like, scrolling Facebook.
0: <laughs> I just have this <laughs> image of that, actually. <laughs> you know?
1: She's, like, taking selfies and posting them to Instagram. Uh. She, there and she's purring and she's connecting and she's making muffins and she's rubbing her head yeah. on my chin and she's just like yes we're in this together and I so to back to your earlier point when you said do you think the quality of our conversations make a difference yeah. Because can you imagine, you wouldn't have the same connection to your animal if they never wanted to connect with you, or if they were scattered, or if they were all over the place, or if they were thinking about other things besides you. What makes our connections with them so strong is that when we're there with them, they're there with us.
0: Mm, I love how you tied that in. That's so beautiful, because I think it's so true, and yeah, we really need to look at how we're connecting with everybody in our lives. I mean, even with our animals, like when we're home, like how are, how, what's the quality of our connection with our animals? So, yeah, you know, so tying back to our connection then with our animals, I mean, you've explained how our emotions are transferred to our animals, how they smell them, but, and we've kind of talked about how we can, you know, try our best not to bring those emotions home but obviously we're gonna go through things in our lives like we can't prevent you know we are shit from happening so when stuff does happen are there practices are there things that we can do Mm -hmm. to not have our animals be impacted
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it definitely, there definitely are things. And that's, I mean, that's the reality. We can't banish negative emotions from our life because that would make us no longer human. Of course, we're going to feel our feels, but we have to have systems in place to be able to cope and, you know, and not become addicted to the negative emotions. Like, I, you know, if you could see me hand raised, I know I've definitely have been addicted to feeling (laughs) self-pity. Like I know I've had addictions to like having certain emotions around certain things. Um, but you know, going back to the things I named that you, everybody can be doing for themselves, it's make it a daily practice. Like, you know, Randy, you're a badass in the gym and but it's because you do it on a regular basis. You're not just going to the gym only when you feel bad. You go to the gym every single day or almost. You go to the gym at least probably five times a week. You know, it's that, it's that self-care. Like you can't, yes, if you're in a bad place, you know, go get a massage. But really self-care should be something we do all the time um connecting with friends all the time as much as we can taking baths you know i'm totally a part of bath culture taking baths going for walks taking care of yourself eating healthy food like it's going to set you up for success as much as possible you know it's not going to take things you know it's not going to prevent you from feeling things but if you've kind of given up on life and then you know, something horrible has happened. If you just go, okay, well, I'm going to sniff the sandalwood and it's going to make it better. It's probably not (laughs) like, it's probably not. It might help in that moment, but really you have to be committed to joy. Like you have to be committed to yourself and, and connecting with your animals, with yourself, with your friends. And like I said, this has been a journey that I've been on. Like you know, last year around the same time, my boyfriend of two years broke up with me in a text message <laughs> and he lives across the street. Um, and so, oh my God. It's very, yeah, it's horrible. And so of course I plummeted, especially because I was like, how did that happen to me? How do I end up with somebody like that? And then I just started backtracking all of this trauma in my life to try and heal it and fix it. And you know, trying to get to that path of joy, um, not just for myself, but because I know that my new fur baby, Sugar Pants, it, is directly connected to it. And so, um, it's been one of those things that I've realized: like, you can search for joy, and you can find it, and you can lose it. You know, like, yeah, you. You have to be willing to accept it into your life and accept that you don't always feel amazing, but that it's, it's there waiting for you. And you just have to be willing to say, okay, I'm committed to being happy today. I mean, I actually said that to myself this morning. I didn't have a reason not to be, but I was like, I'm going to have an amazing day today. I am committed to this. And, um, and I have, and it sounds cheesy. And if I would have heard myself two years ago, I'd have been like that woman is annoying, um, but, but it's true. And, you know, it's like, really, we only have one life and our life is really short. So why not? Or actually, what was that quote? I think maybe, have you heard it? Life can be really, your life can be really long or really short. I just heard that recently. And I was like, wow, that's true. It depends on how you make it. And I really want a wonderful exciting amazing life. And I've realized in the last month that every I've had a lot of strife. I mean, I definitely have had a lot of strife in my life, but I've had a lot of joy. And all of the wonderful things and all of the strife I've had brought me something amazing. You know, even the loss of my soul companion Holly because of her, I am now helping so many other people with their animals and um, meeting so many people like you and just other people who have said, screw it, like I'm going for it. I'm going to do what I need to do. And I would never be in this place had she not gotten sick. I would be making really, you know, awful yoga pants or something. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, it is just kind of committing to yourself and committing to your life. And, you know, I'm by no means, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a uh, health expert or women's, you know, happiness expert. I just, I'm speaking from my own personal experience, you know, the PhD I have in my own personal life yeah, and knowing does affect animals.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I love when you said like being committed and then connecting with ourself, because like we were talking about the importance of connecting with others, but I think it's really about being committed to connecting with yourself first, you know, and making that commitment will allow you then to connect with others deeper and just build those connections so that you don't allow your emotions to affect your fur babies because I mean, all of us who have animals in our life, like know that they're a part of our family. So I think it's just so important that, because I think so often it's hard for us to commit to that, to that joy because we think it's selfish. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And so like looking at it this way, it's like, okay, but this is, it's affecting not just our own happiness, but the lives of our animals.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. Totally. And you know, it's so, it's so funny because it's like women do not, women will do anything for anyone else, but it is rare to find a woman who will do something for herself. And you know, it's, but it's, it's, it's the reality. And so a lot of times if we're like, go find joy, it's like, yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. And then it's like, you're that, you know, your animal companions, life depends on it. Okay. I will. I'll go do that right now. And, um, you know, it really does put us into action when we know that what we're doing is really affecting someone else's health. And so, Yeah. And, you know, and one thing, too, I want to mention is that when I say this, when I share this with people, like, it makes them feel bad. It always makes them feel bad. They're like, oh, no, I don't, you know, I don't want to be that. I don't want to do that to my animal. And it's like, you know, I don't I'm not sharing this message to make people feel bad. It's just when we know better, we can do better. And one thing I instruct my clients and just other people Um, to do is, is telling them if they are going through something rough or something hard, telling your animal like, hey, please don't take this on. This isn't you. This isn't about you. This is something I just have to do. It's helping me become a bigger, better, stronger person. And I'm sad or I'm grieving, but this is mine, not yours.
0: I love that. I love that. So, you know, when we, when we talk to our animals like that, do you think, I mean, I'm sure you do, but do you think that they're like, they can understand us in that way? Like when we talk to them that they can communicate with us, like how do they communicate back with us? Is there a way that we can see that they're understanding that message or they're receiving that?
1: Yeah. You know, there's really two two things I want to say on this is that. Like I tell people, you know, imagine you were saying this to a seven, imagine you were married to somebody and you're going through a divorce and you have a little kid, a six year old or seven year old in the house, you know, how would you tell them that you're getting divorced? If you were a healthy couple, you know, let me say that if you were healthy, a healthy minded person, how would you tell this kid like, Hey, we're getting divorced, but it's not about you. And you would do that, right? Hopefully you would tell them like, you're still safe. This is something we have to work through. This is because of our relationship. We both love you. We both love that we've had you. Like you talk a kid through that and the kid might get it, but not fully deeply as you would as an adult, you know, but they still get the gist of it. And the same is true with animals, but animals are telepathic. And, um, and so when humans think and talk, we create images in our brain. And we're just doing it so quickly. We're not aware that we are doing it. Um, And so when you talk to your animal, everything you say, you're creating an image for. And that's how they know what you're saying. This is why if you need to take your animals to the vet, like an hour before you need to take them to the vet, they disappear.
0: (laughs) Yeah, totally.
1: Because they know what you're thinking. They are like, oh, my God. She's getting ready to take me to the vet. It's time to disappear. Or if, I mean, you have little dogs. I don't like, have you ever thought like, oh, I need to take them for the, for a walk. You just thought it. And all of a sudden they started responding.
0: Oh yeah. Or like, I mean, I'll think like I need to get ready to leave and she, she'll know and she'll go and like hide under the couch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> I'm like, how does she know? like, I always figured it was just like, you know, she saw my behaviors of like getting my purse or like, but I think it's actually, you know, now that I think about it, I'm like, Oh, she kind of does that. Like even before that happens, you know? So totally. Yeah, totally.
1: I actually have a client, this little chihuahua, um, that I'm like a 15 minute drive to this woman's house. And She the first couple times I, you know, was going over there, the dog would freak out like at the door barking running in circles crazy to the point where she's like, I actually thought you were at the door. And she's like, but she does it 15 minutes before you come. And I was like, Oh, that's funny. It takes me 15 minutes to get here. So this little dog was connecting to my brain. 15 minutes before, like, as I was leaving the house, because I'd be thinking, oh, I need to leave to get to go over to to get to this, my client's house on time. The dog could feel it. And so one day at, you know, I don't know, 40 minutes before I was supposed to be there, my client messaged me and just said, what were you thinking about just now? Because the dog Lola started freaking out like you were going to be here. And I was like, oh, I was sitting on the toilet thinking about how I needed to hurry so I could get there in time. Oh, my God. <laughs> isn't that funny? And so, yeah. So animals, they actually, there was a scientist who did tests on this. Um, you, because uh, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because you're, you said, well, maybe it's the response to me packing my bag and all of this. Um, This scientist was able to prove that your dogs and other animals know if you're within a 10 mile radius, radius of your house, if you're stopping for gas, they know if like they know everything. So, but people were like, well, it's because they know the sound of your car. Well, be- they know it's because you always come home at the same time. So he had people coming home at different times and different vehicles and the animals all knew. And in fact, wow, that's dog, crazy. Yeah. One dog would respond every time his human would look at his watch at work and think, I want to go home. The dog was like, oh my God, he wants to come home. It's amazing. And (laughs) would respond. And so, so, you know, talking to your animals, like you might not be able to hear them or you might not be able to understand their responses, but they always know what you're saying. Um, as long as you speak in the positive, and I actually teach this to people a lot, animals don't speak in negatives in the same way that human children don't speak in negatives. So if you say to a human child, don't run out in the street, they will run out in the street because that's what they hear, run in the street. And so because they, they're they reading the images in our brain, if we were to say to them, don't feel bad for me, you're creating an image of them feeling bad for you. So you have to make sure you speak in the positive and say something instead like, I'm fine. I'm working through something you can be most supportive to me by just laying here with me. I love you. This is mine, not yours. And those create really clear messages. And so um so that's something that's always really important to remember.
0: Wow, that's really powerful. Thank you for sharing that.
1: Yeah, well, you're welcome. And I mean, it's it's like for us too. You know, we speak in negatives to ourselves. All the oh time. yeah. And I teach, when I was in a yoga class today, I was like, "This is hard. I can't do it." And the you know the yoga teacher's like, "No, she's like, Act, you can do it." And what you are doing is is you are telling your body that you are going to become stronger. And I was like, "Oh my god, look what you just did! You flipped that around into a positive for me. Thank you so much." And so, um, you know, it's speaking in positives is is a big deal for adults, for human adults. We have a hard time doing it.
0: Yeah. It's really I mean, I tell my clients this all the time. It's really about um the language that you use and framing it in terms of what you want, right? Like I think so often we're thinking about what we don't want and, you know, the things that happen that we don't like instead of like I said, like like you said, framing it in the positive. What do you want? What do you want to manifest? How do you want to feel?
1: Right. Right. Exactly. That's, I mean, that's just a really beautiful way of putting it. What do you want? And what do you want to feel? And how do you want your animals to feel? Yeah. And you know, and even saying to them, I want you to feel safe and comfortable when you're around me.
0: Mm-hmm. I want you
1: to feel relaxed. I want you to just hang out here with me and be happy. I know I'm sad but when you play it makes me so happy.
0: That's so beautiful. Yeah. So before my last question, this has been so great. Is there anything you wish I would have asked you or like a final thought that you want to leave with my listeners?
1: Oh my god. <laughs> I was like that. I don't know. Um, you know, I think I want to go back to the thing that you said, like you brought up, but just about connecting with your animals and just taking that time to be with them and connect with them. Our animals are little healers. And, you know, and I don't want people to feel like, oh, no, no, I can't lay with my cat or dog when I'm sad. No, you totally can lay with them. They love you. They want to be with you, but connect with them on a deep level. Like put your phone down, you know, pet their fur, love them, connect with them, actually be with them, look into their eyes, tell them you love them and appreciate them. And that, you know, and you will see their body responses. You will see their eyes start to slow blink. You'll see their breathing start to change. And they will just really value that connection with you. And the more connected you are, the more in tune you're going to be um, in each other's health and happiness. And um, yeah, and that's just, I guess, my final parting thing I'd like to say. And, And also to tell everybody that I actually created a free audio to give to people on my website that helps you do that um it's an antidotal healing and it's sort of like a prayer meditation but it has a lot of the things that we talked about today now i'm just realizing this um <laughs> it 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 encourages you to touch your animal while you're listening to tell them they're beautiful um that you're beautiful that you're both perfect and it has binaural beats in the background which are really healing which is music really soft music the music is really healing for the brain And the binaural beats actually help the firing and wiring of delta and theta waves, which are really good for cell regeneration. And I have a lot of people who listen to it who are dealing with stress and anxiety, Um, humans and non-humans, their cats or dogs, and it really helps them regulate and go through that. So if somebody is listening, has, has been feeling off, whether emotionally or physically, you can always go over to my website and download that for free.
0: Yes. And I'll make sure to put a link to that in the show notes. So the final question that I ask everybody on the pod, all my guests on the podcast is related to taking action because, you know, while it's good to think about being happy and uplifting and all of those things, if you don't actually start taking action on it, you're not going to create the reality that you desire. So what are three action steps That you could give my listeners that would help them start living more uplifted lives today.
1: Um, dance naked to rock and roll high school.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, (laughs) number one. That's
1: my. (laughs) Um, the three action steps I would say, seriously, dance like move, uh, move to music, get out, dance, um, connection. Connect with with other humans. Connect with yourself and connect with your animal companions. Like, put down your cell phone and actually connect with people. And the third, I would say, do something really, like, loving for yourself. Like, take a super amazing romantic bath for you or you know, read a book that makes you just feel really, really good, like do something very indulgent for you. Yeah, those would be my three. I love
0: it. That's so great. So where can my listeners follow you, find you, um, learn more about you, all the things?
1: Yes, thank you. Um, So my website, rachelagusta.com. And there will probably be a link, I'm assuming.
0: Yes, it'll be in the show notes for sure.
1: Awesome. Yep, I'm on Instagram um, under the Gutsy Grackle, which that will soon be changing. So just look for Rachel Augusta. And my website has all of the links.
0: Perfect.
1: Um, I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Instagram, I'm on all of the things, even Twitter.
0: And you have a podcast um, that's coming out, right?
1: Oh my God, I have a podcast. I have one episode. Yes. Um, because that's how I do. <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> more to come. By the time this comes out, I'm sure you're going to have more.
1: By the time this comes out, there's going to be way more. And, and it's really just going to be like animal 101, like, you know, stuff that people need to know to keep their house healthy, because obviously there's, you know, so much more to this about how to get toxic stuff out of the house. Not just your emotions, but, you know, cleaners and stuff like that. So it's going to cover that. I'm going to be talking with doctors and vets. And um, something I want to start doing as well is letting people call in and I can help talk them through a diagnosis because that's always scary. And so all sorts of
0: stuff. Yeah. Wow. That sounds so amazing. So yeah, I'll definitely put a link to your website and the podcast and all of that in the show notes. And thank you so much, Rachel, for sharing your wisdom and your knowledge and your love and light with my listeners.
1: Thank you, Randy. I love you so much. I'm just so glad we met. And this was so much fun. And I just I love you. And I adore you. And I love everything you're doing. in this Oh,
0: I love you too. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for sharing a piece of your day with me. If you love this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss one. If this episode really resonated with you, it would mean so much to me if you screenshot and share it with your friends and family or share it on your Instagram story. You can also rate and review the podcast on iTunes, which helps me spread the message and get the podcast heard by more people. For more self-love and powerlifting inspiration, come follow me on Instagram or join my private Facebook group, Self Love School. The links are in the show notes and until next time, stay uplifted.